adventure fans, we're back again. Welcome to the 16th annual season of the League of Ultimate Questing, where heroes rise through the ranks for fortune and fame, putting their lives on the line against dangers and mysteries. Beamed live on Scry directly into the comfort of your own home. My name is Kip Killigan, voice of the LUQ and servant of the Nexus Enterprise. And with me for this new League season is everyone's favorite orc with a fork, Stormclad Thundertongue. Storm, stop eating. We're live. My bullet days! Eh, whatever. Kip, the start of the new season is a magical time of year. It's like the smell of a fresh sword out of the scabbard unsullied by the blood of total dinks. My gut tells me this one's gonna get real weird. We're already starting off without any new novice teams. We're getting curveballs from teams new and old, and the ratings are through the roof. Right you are, Storm. The Great Wheel of Adventure is turning, and with its rotations come new advancements in the ranks. Now that the Trial of Ascensions have wrapped up, we'd like to officially welcome the Oilstone Destroyers and Elrune Syndicate into the Hero Rank. I for one think they've earned it. These Greenhorns have been on their A-game all year. Their trials were the perfect example of the Three Eyes. The Three Eyes? I'm glad you asked, Kip, my friend. The Three Eyes are synergize, improvise, and advertise. Work as a team, be ready for anything, and sell yourself to the crowd. Storm, those don't all start with eyes. What? No, they end with eyes. Keep up, Killigan. And in addition to new advancements, the Mortal Dawn executed a surprising victory over the Warsong Eternal, moving up to champion rank. I mean, I knew they'd get there, but at this rate they'll be making Paragon by the next Grey Moon. I would have bet dither to Drac that the Warsong would have been this year's new champs, but if there's one thing we learned watching these games, it's to be ready for anything. I'm still shocked. And last but not least, the Servants of the Glass Pyre have made the massive leap from champion to Paragon. No new legendary teams this year, folks, which I hope shows just how rare and special that kind of ascension can be. Not only did the Chaos Legacy fail their trial, word on the street is that the soul-crushing defeat has forced the team into temporary hiatus to lick their wounds. Probably just gonna buy some new gear and get some off-season training, but I'd be surprised if they didn't leave some imprints and therapist couches from here to Whitefall. And now for some of our more exciting news, the League has created a new special ranking for legends who've risen above all others, and left an impact on the LUQ that will be remembered for all time. The introduction of the Hall of Legends has members from the highest-ranking team seeing stars. Wait, what? Hall of Legends? Well, like an employee of the month, but forever? Storm, this was all in the mailed-out company packets for the new season. Kip, you know how I feel about paper trails. Damn! Hall of Legends. I got a shiver running down my spine. Nope. No, wait. That's just a runaway noodle in my shirt. <laughs> well, I'll fill you in with more info about this new illustrious title and fame, but first... Let's get the ball rolling as we find out what adventures await our spotlight heroes as the hungry fans wait on bated breath. Stay tuned, folks. The journey from the platform across the field and into the team quarters seems longer than you remember it being coming out. The crowd is deafening. You're met with cheers and laughter, the shouting of your names, but also, mixed into the cacophony, are many boos, curses, jeers. Monodrones zigzag across the field, picking up both thrown flowers and refuse. The referees and league workers escort you back to the blessed silence of a stone room where the teams prepare themselves for the trials. The room is filled with the smell of bloodshed and sweat, but you seem to be alone, and as the refs return to the field, they close the doors behind you. Is this a racial thing? I, I don't know. What? <laughs> what? I'm Dark Elf. I don't know. They just assumed that maybe they didn't like me. I, I don't know. Maybe I assume they're rooting for the other team. 
<laughs> do you really want them even, to win? Do you think it was even split? Another day saying Reba because we completely spanked them? How did it go? <laughs> uh, very well. Very good. Yes. Um, I thought we had two more rounds. That, that? was my favorite no. fight that I can remember, which I... Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I don't think I've ever been so challenged. Yes. The war cleric. You could not hit me. Really? He kept swinging and he just, he just miss, miss, miss. What did you do? Nothing. I simply dodged. <laughs> I mean, after, after what's his name? Uh, oh, how am I forgetting his name right now? Uh, Maven. After Maven <laughs> told me that I need to stop relying on my magic, I started doing a little more physical practice. It got it, it, pretty good. Pays off. You remember that little shithead kid from our trial of uh, Ascension the very first time? Oh, did you face him? Our grand proving? No. This thing was creepier and weirder and I'm definitely not a fan. What? Creepier and weirder than you? Uh, Maybe you just don't like children. Weird little gnome with like gangly fingers covered in a draping of spiders. I wouldn't know anything about weird gangly fingers as I eyeball his mutilated hand. <laughs> it wiggles at you. <laughs> and there's a sound from behind a set of what look like metal lockers that teams use to store some other things temporarily. And it's just a very gentle... And a figure comes from around the corner who was either doing their own derobing or dressing or preparing in some way. And you recognize it as Sir Miles Avendar, team captain to the Ivory Lions. Since that was a very interesting victory. I haven't seen a surrender like that in some time. Congratulations on the win. I knew you were a team I needed to keep my eye on. But uh, I have to warn you, people love to cheer for a hero. They love to cheer for a villain, but they have a hard time doing both at the same time. Look, what? I can't control who I was, but uh, I'm doing my best now, okay? Maybe I was a little too aggressive. I was just trying to give a good show. What rank is Avendish's team? Are they legendary? Avendish. <laughs> it's uh, Sir Miles Avendar. Oh, Avendar. Oh, yeah. Avendish. Uh, they're legendary. They're legendary. They're okay, top that's of what the I top. thought. Okay. Well, a win is a win in my book, and I'm... No stranger to a little mischief, but you have to decide what mischief happens on camera and what happens off camera. He says, looking to Chris. Hey guys, is this a riddle? I look at Chris slowly. What happened? I won? What? That's a clever omission, but clearly something happened. What did you do? Well? You didn't sleep with him, did you? <laughs> I mean, no. Um, it's not nearly late enough at night for that kind of programming. <laughs> but seriously. Well, uh, I was just merely trying to give a good show. Commissioner Lori wanted a good show, and I gave them one. At some point, you're going to have to stop dancing around the question. I'd, I, if I understood the question, I would answer it directly. Sir Miles Evendar. Yes. What did he do? Uh, he fought against their team captain. And after a few rounds of what was a pretty impressive spell combat, uh, he forced him to surrender. By what means? Uh, threatening his spellbook from the looks of it. You what? What? You threatened his spellbook? How? I nearly took it from him. Nothing more? I look back at Miles Avendar. There aren't rules against this kind of thing in the League. We do like to encourage that people who aren't necessarily gifted at combat have some outs, but this was a trial by combat. And personally, I think there was some clever strategy to it, but these people in the audience, they wanted to see bloodshed. They wanted to see spells flying. Now, there are some certain fans who love this kind of thing, but your team seems to have formed a bit of a reputation of being 
good and honorable based on your recent quests, and I think you threw them for a loop on this one. It just seemed a little bit lacking in respect to your opponent. I personally have no problem with that, believe you me. I've done some things in my time, but uh, you might experience a bit of dividing in your fan base. Either way, a win's a win, but uh, you might want to plan this kind of presentation in advance. What kind of shady things have you done? Aren't you supposed to be a paladin? I'm a fighter. Oh. I've dipped into paladin in my time, but... uh, That explains a lot. <laughs> Let's just say that my reputation on Scriv is impeccable. Can you excuse us, please? Certainly. I have many things to attend to. Well, I look forward to seeing you rise through the ranks, and uh, I'll definitely keep an eye on you. You're very interesting, ever-changing. The ratings are going to love you, that's for sure. Your name's going to be on everyone's lips. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, only time will tell. And uh, he picks up a bundle that he had across from the lockers and heads out, closing the door behind him. Well, how shall we celebrate? Anyone? Ar- Arvid is um, is like totally faced away, uh, twiddling thumbs, like just waiting. Who knows it's coming? Artem's just standing there silently. Harthax is like, well, I've, I've heard the phrase that any publicity is good publicity. Uh, I guess we can wait for what Maven says. Where is Maven? It's a good question. Well, shall we go find him? I'm very disappointed in you. And then I walk out of the room. As you make it out into the hallway, you hear a big boof, and you hear the tippy-tappy of paws coming down the hall. And uh, you turn to see Morty coming towards the locker room with Maven in tow. Um, seems like he's moving quite hurriedly. It probably took him a while to get from his spectator booth all the way down through the arena and into the back area. And says, Artyom, uh, is, the, is the team in there? Some of them. Shall we return to the gallery to get some food and talk about what happened? Bleh. Uh He pokes his head into the locker room and says, Team, uh, would you like to follow me? Uh, do you need a moment to tidy up and lick your wounds? Uh, I'm ready to go back. I don't need any tidying. I could use a drink. Yes. There should be some clerics in the galley to help with any wounds as well. Morty pushes past Maven and jumps up onto Arvid, licking blood and glass off of your face excitedly. Goober. Who's a good boy? You just missed your least favorite fighter or paladin guy. <laughs> oh, Morty. He, doesn't, he doesn't like Avendar. And uh, Maven leads you all towards the galley. Artyom is a little bit ahead of the group. And it's pretty empty. It looks like there's a couple of probably novice ranked teams that are still kind of lingering around after either passing or failing their challenges. They're not really talking to anyone. Novice rank, I assume from last season because there aren't new novice ranked teams this year. Right. Yeah, these are the ones from last season who came to watch. And okay. Participate We're not like witnessing all the resurrections of all the dead people. <laughs> these aren't fresh new reborn babies, no. <laughs> Damn, I was really hoping to meet the very sharp I mean, swords. <laughs> very sharp swords. Very sharp blades. Oh, very yeah. sharp blades. <laughs> Will they get resurrected? Abraca Danger. <laughs> Missed opportunity to call their team Stabraca Danger. Yeah. You were all led to basically a large kind of lunchroom style table. And there's a little buffet with some food sitting around. And there are clerics moving about, readily healing anyone that looks injured. They'll, they'll come up to you if you have wounds without even having to ask. Thank you. And they just, you know, circle around you, touch a few of your injured spots and release healing magic. You all feel much better. The food and drink is a la carte and you can grab what you wish. 
Maven takes no food or drink and just sits down with his regular scroll of paperwork and sets a few things out. Scroll of paperwork sounds like a magic item that Maven would definitely have. (laughs) (laughs) Chris is just going to go get a fancy cocktail and bring it back to the table. Well, I think it's my job to say congratulations, certainly. This is very big for us. Um, This is a large step into our future. That said, it was not necessarily the step that I was anticipating based on our record up to this point. Again, right now, I'm certain that you are the commissioner's favorite team based on the reviews and the ratings that that fight is going to get. That said, the fan base is very, very fickle about this sort of thing. Um, We've operated almost unspokenly with an air of honor and good deeds and kind-heartedness. And I think many of our fans were surprised by a bit of a disrespectful play by Chris. Now, I understand that you were trying to win, um, and you probably couldn't have anticipated this sort of outcome, but there are going to be repercussions, and we need to discuss whether or not this is going to become ongoing and how we handle it now. And I'd like to hear from the team if they have any thoughts on this. Artem sits down with no food, opens his hand to show a good button, then eats it. Look, I don't understand what the problem is. I gave a good show. It's the highest ratings ever, right? I understand and believe you that you don't understand what the problem is, but I think we should illustrate what that problem could be seen as and how to avoid it in the future or lean into it. There are teams that focus on this kind of thing, but Uh, but it's a surprise to see us taking that step. Also, Maven, you were the one telling us to play smart. Use your other skills. That's correct. So are you an idiot or just a coward? You couldn't stand up against somebody who was stronger than you, so you decided to use trickery to threaten their life's work? Is that it? Trickery or brains? Pick one. Mm, I don't have to. That is a false dichotomy. If you say so. I can already tell you're an idiot, so I'm going to explain this extremely slowly. When you you behave like this, you are representing the team. If you don't want to be a part of the team, I will make that happen. And your tacky new look doesn't make you any different a person. You talking to me about anything in regards to style, anything in regards to honor, you've no clue what I've done. You've no clue what I've been through. Leave it. I don't have to, because I'm the team captain. You pull a stunt like this again, I will make sure you're not on this team anymore. This is what I wanted to get to. I wanted to understand what sort of direction the team wants to move forward in. If you want to take a change in your approach and what kind of fan base you shoot for, that's acceptable. You've succeeded in all other things that I've put in front of you. But this was unexpected. It goes against the character that we've built ourselves up as. Keep in mind, you're all individuals, you're all people who have lives, but to the fans, you're the characters that you are on screen. You've become heroes that they adore. And when a hero does something that you don't expect, it can break your heart. Tell me, Arvid... Out of X, what do you think? What do you really think? Um, it does seem out of character for you. I, you were usually so kind. Yes, and I was. I didn't burn his book. I easily could have. I think Arvid is right. It seems out of character for you to threaten something so important to someone. But I also understand your perspective. If it's something he cared about so much, he should have taken better care of his things. Not to mention, how many people did we see die beforehand? 
and how many assassination quests has the League assigned? And yet, all this uproar over a book. This wasn't a quest, it was a duel. Yes, and you duel with more than just spells. No, you don't. That's not how duels work. You set terms. It was a duel of combat. And you used trickery to hurt the man. Get out of this room right now. No. I deserve to be here just as much as anyone else. Just one moment. I just want a little more clarity here before we all go off in different directions or isolate anyone. Yes, Chris, the League does a lot of very sinister things. That's not a debate. But there's a reason I haven't given your team assassination quests. There's a reason I haven't given you theft quests. It wasn't what I saw as your potential and how you built yourselves up during your early quests. I'm open to the discussion of changing that, but I don't think the majority of the team is comfortable with assassination quests or theft. If I'm mistaken, please speak up. You know, no need. I'll go. Take five or ten. I'll find you later. All right. Just get some air. He offers you a cigarette before you leave. Thank you. Well, Chris is going to get some fresh air. Let's air our grievances. Obviously, this took me a bit off guard. And again, I don't want to seem disingenuous when I say I'm open to a change in direction. But for my side of things, it's marketing and I have to be prepared for it. I have no interest in the heel turn. That's what I anticipated. Arvid, Harithax? You mean like a, a military pivot on your heel? No, in, in blood sports it's not uncommon for people to have personas. Sometimes you have good people, these are faces. And then you have bad people, these are heels. It looks like Christ has decided to take a heel turn without consulting us. Ah. He seems to be really hurting. I'm I'm not sure he was intending... And is it our responsibility to take the hurty dishes out to us because he's hurting? He could have talked to us. I've talked to him before. He couldn't have talked to us mid-combat. He probably has the most damage potential of any of us here. The idea that he would not use that to fight another enemy is baffling. It is, this had to be a deliberate choice. He could not have actually been kept that tight on, on the ropes. Maven, who did he fight? He fought the team captain. His name was Methandral Valkoris. He was a blade singer. Novarial. Hmm, I'm not familiar with, with blade singing. They are wizards who focus their magic through a blade and fight with a lot of dexterity, fusing arcane magic with finesse combat. I see. Chris doesn't hold up very well in toe-to-toe melee. But to be fair, most of his combat is built around being at the brink and then uh, dropping considerable damage all at once. He either could have done that or just lost the fight. One thing we need to keep in mind while discussing this is that there are no rules of this combat that Chris broke. They anticipate people to do all kinds of strange things. The League is very open because there are many types of warriors. But what we do need to focus on is that it was against our character as a team. Hmm. We can't call him out for breaking a rule that doesn't exist. Of course, it wasn't anticipated, but the League loves things that no one has seen before. It draws new eyes. It gets them more money. That's why it makes all of this happen, which is bittersweet to say the least. We just need to focus on branding now. I don't want somebody on my team who behaves like this. This is one time maybe he's upset. I'm willing to let it go. But I need an apology from him. And I think our fans need an apology. I just feel that sometimes when people's behaviors change in this way, it's more related to something they're struggling with. Maybe they aren't having their needs met and we need to help. And I wouldn't understand anything about personal struggles, but I do know about keeping my problems out of the battlefield. Well, I can go and get Chris. 
and we can resolve this now and then focus on improving our image. But this might linger with us for some time until that takes effect. What would you need to do in order to remove him from the team if he refuses? We would need to find a new player and we would need to have the three of you sign a paperwork in agreement with myself. Again, this is first offense, but if somebody is not repentant, I have no interest in them. Well, I think we should finish this discussion. Would you like me to go get Chris? Da. And uh, Maven steps off and goes off to get Chris. Uh, when he moves away, I'm going to have, let's say, Harithax make me a perception check. All right. Pretty good. That's 19 on the die, plus one. So 20. So Maven, wherever he goes, he's always carrying paperwork, scrolls, things like that. And he usually keeps them very organized and neat. But things seem to be so chaotic right now that when he set things down, you notice some paperwork that he left sitting there that you don't recognize. It doesn't look like his usual MO. Um, it looks like a lot of legal documents about potential um, breaking of the law and a potential lawsuit. Um, it doesn't look like any of it's hard tax. It's just kind of preliminary and you don't know much about this kind of stuff um, but usually it's all league things and this looks more legal hmm. maven comes up from behind you chris there's like a balcony where you can smoke and have your beverage and he says i think we'd like to resolve this now i understand um things are strange now and now now just now things have been strange for a long time for all of us we are very strange people but i mean things have tension now that we should address um i don't want to penalize you for having broken a rule that you didn't break but I do think that this is a character choice that is important for our presentation as a team. And if you're willing to agree that our moving forward should focus on being good people with honor, um, I think that would be in your favor because I, for one, would love to keep you on the team. I don't see any reason to remove you um, as long as we can all agree what direction we're going in and we can understand that this was a, a simple mistake that can be apologized for. Sure. Yes. A mistake. Yes. Do you have another one? Another one of those cigarettes? After we talk to the team. I think against my best judgment, Chris, that my ideal outcome here is that I want to be your friend. And seeing the team get along warms my heart. I think this was just a, a window of misjudgment. And the repercussions don't seem real when you're on the stage. You make a quick action to survive, to avoid a spell. But it's something we can all communicate and plan on. And he offers you a shoulder to kind of lead you in as a friendly gesture. All right. I'll follow suit. And he returns with Chris and you all sit back where you were at the table. He says, so we should all agree as a team that if we're moving forward, it's best for us to present ourselves as good and honorable if that's what we want. I tend to focus on missions helping people, saving lives. Uh, I haven't focused on any kind of violence or theft, although those things can come up. I see no point in violence for violence's sake. I have no issue with more morally gray decisions, but I recognize that not all members of the team, and I look at um, Artyom, are comfortable with all styles of engagement. And for our dynamic, I think it would be best if we all worked together. If we're on quest, some villain somebody doing something bad, I have no problem with you threatening to destroy their dark works. That is a good, smart play. I am not judging the cleverness of the play. I am judging the person it makes you out to be. And us by association. So can we all agree to plan for this kind of thing before it comes up? Or just avoid it altogether? Oh, 
Yes, I agree. I need you to apologize to that wizard. All right. Nathan? Yes. Do you know where this, this blade singer is? I don't, but I do have a very good idea. Uh, Reginald? Can you signal for an immediate broadcast? Reginald says, Can do, buddy. He <laughs> <laughs> says, I'm going to send this directly to the Tri-Drone projectors. If you want to make a public apology, then many people will see it as soon as it can be broadcast. You can keep it short and simple and just say whatever it, just say whatever's in your heart. Reginald hovers down in front of you and his eye focuses to a single point and you see a red light gleaming from inside. He says, whenever you're ready. I am so sorry. I am so sorry I wronged you. I was caught up in giving the fans a good show. So much so that I lost myself. To the fans. To you, Bladesinger. I hope we can meet again. I really do. I really, really do. I hope we can meet again so I can shatter you into the ground. Thank you. The light goes off and Reginald returns to his invisible state. Well. Maven's looking at you confused a little, but also incredibly impressed. He says, I knew you were a brilliant performer, but that was something else. Team, regardless of the things that have happened today, you have succeeded. We are now champion ranked. That means there are some new benefits to you that you can utilize in future quests. You know you've had a certain allotment of allowed magic items up to this point. You now have an extra slot you can use for what are considered rare and very rare items. Also, if it's relating to a quest, you have free teleportations to any LUQ office if there's one in the area. All other kinds and plane shifts are out of our own pocket. What do you say we return home? We're done here. Our job has been finished. They'll be cleaning things up for some time. It's just an unwind. Very boring. I look at the window. There's still blood dripping from Abracadanger. <laughs> Sometime, indeed. There's a little Modron with a squeegee that's like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say we return home, team? Cash in that free teleportation. Ah, uh, I could use a nap. I could use not being on the ocean. I could use some time alone. Very good. And uh, Maven leads you up the stairs to what is, of course, an LUQ official teleportation pad here on the floating island. And then you return home to Lucinelli. The familiar trek from the Silver Precinct back to the Rot Ward feels different. Everyone seems to know who you are. People outside market stalls give you thumbs up. The dichotomy of love and hate is jarring. Your name is on everyone's lips. You're starting to wonder if all publicity is indeed good publicity. This feeling comes to full fruition as you approach your home, the Lounge of Ultimate Questing. There are several baskets full of gifts from neighbors littering the walkway up to your apartment. There are Mortal Dawn banners hanging from nearby buildings, some vibrant in the sunlight, others covered in filth. The reflective shine of broken glass litters the street near the front door. 
lingering uncertainly below the shattered front window. So in conclusion, the League will hold a vote each year for a new member to be included from a legendary tier team, past or present, who has had the most impact on the League as a whole. The fan voting should start as soon as the names are announced. Imagine having your name etched in the annals of history just for being a cool-ass person who lived a rad life. It's beautiful. It's quite the honor indeed. I can't wait to see the sculptures and paintings made to honor these heroes of infinite renown. Oh man, they get sculptures? The only sculpture out of me was made by a basilisk in the Nethazars. <laughs> My team did not enjoy hauling my stone ass out of that den of corpses. Well, you know, Storm, it could be your name they pick for the vote. <laughs> Me? <laughs> They're only picking heroes from the most famous legendary teams. It's going to be all accomplished epic adventurers with a pedigree from the top tier legendary teams. Dynamic personalities who fought their way to the top and did the takedown dance on the bodies they dropped to get there. That's right. Wait a second. I was on a legendary team. Mm-hmm. I was on the first legendary team. That's correct. And now I'm one of the hosts of the show. Holy hell, Skip. I'm a viable candidate. People love me. I, I could be in the Hall of Legends. <laughs> I'm glad you're excited. I can't wait to read off the names from this envelope. You got the names. Kip, let me see. Kip, Kip, let me see them. No, it's for the end of the show. I'm not going to spoil it on live scry. I won't tell anybody. Just let me take a peek. No. Come on, Gilligan. Give me a hint. Storm. Just tell me if one of them rhymes with form bad hunger bun. You don't have to say anything. Just give me a wink. Just between us. Just us pals. Storm, I haven't even opened it yet. I have no idea. Blink once for yes, twice for no. <sighs> we'll be right back after these messages, folks. He blinked. He blinked. You saw him blink, right? That was a blink. Just because you're a hero doesn't mean you can't be comfortable. You know, down there. Introducing New Nethermore, underwear for adventurers. Seamless, breathable, and durable garments to go with any style of armor. Small cloths for small folk. Thongs for warriors. Are you a sailor? Set course for corsets. Martial artist? Try our extra flexible boxers. Rogues? Get our balbrigans for brigands. Bards? Can't play a violin without a G-string. Clerics? Get a brazier to go with your brazier. Secure your jewels and protect your underdark. With Nethermore. Underwear for adventurers. Proficiency not required. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story. Dark Dice a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Hello, all you cuties. Man, this was a huge week. I had a birthday, tail end of Halloween, the election, and a bunch of other stuff. I've just been a very busy boy. 
too busy to stream, and I'm very sorry about that, but not too busy to get this episode live. We've had some fluctuations this month, losing and gaining some patrons. Times are hard, and we don't want anybody donating any more than they're comfortable with. That being said, I want to welcome our newest legendary patron, Evelet, who has been a pillar in the community for a while now, and a constant warm presence in the Discord. I'm so glad to have them as a legend. Team assignments are a little wonky right now, so there may be some changes and switch arounds. At the moment, Evelet and Lutus, our newest members, are without a team, but as soon as we have some new blood, the Legends roster will be gaining a brand new team. That roster is the Oathsworn, the Ancestor's Fury, the Cultured Cutthroats, the Iron Rhapsody, the Tavern Brawlers, and this week's featured team, the Moonlight Veil, with Christian Wiseman, Jen Finch, Eerie Lunarose, and Maisie. In other news, we've got some new merch up. If you haven't seen it, I strongly suggest it. We've got fanny packs, Gitter Dungeon shirts, and today we'll be posting our brand new Mortal Dawn Team logo shirt. And in honor of the upcoming holiday season, we've got a code SPIRITSREST through September for free shipping. So just go to the LUQ.com, click on the merch link, and use the code SPIRITSREST, no space, for free shipping through December. Finally, we are at a level of listenership that merits reaching out to advertisers proper. So you may start to hear some new stuff on the mid-roll. If you've got a project or you know someone who might be interested in advertising with us, please shoot an email to admin at slapdashstudios.com. But that's enough business talk. Let's get you back to the action. My name is Thomas Turner, and this is Behind the Shield, your window to the world behind the scenes of the LUQ. The Nexus Enterprise has been bringing Machinar the League of Ultimate Questing for over 15 years, and the one thing they've never shied away from was innovation, changing the game for both players and fans alike. This year, Nexus has created a new kind of ranking to go on record in League history, the Hall of Legends. In the 15 years the LUQ has been active, only six teams have ever made it to the rank of legend, only three of which are still active. In total, there are 30 players on current or past legend-ranked teams, and while they've all shaped the game as we see it now, some cream rises to the top. Fans will be asked to vote from a list of proposed nominees each year following the grand proving. The list of nominees will be chosen by league officials based on performance scores, fame, and recognition. These are heroes who've become an inspiration for all future teams. When the winning name is chosen by you, the fans, they will be added to the records to go down in history with a hand-carved marble statue, a commissioned painting from top Rogamian artists, and a placard engraved with their name and a description of their famous LUQ career. News of this new Hall of Legends has high-ranking teams eager to be chosen, low-ranking teams reaching even harder for the top, and fans far and wide charmed and eager to cast their vote to help define how the future will look back on us today. Join us next time for more Behind the Shield. Thomas Turner, signing out. You enter the lounge having witnessed a combination of vandalism and well-wishing on your way in. The bar is very full. People are watching replays from the trials. Many raise their glasses to you as you walk in with a hurrah. Others turn away and whisper to themselves. Despite the mixed feelings of your arrival, everyone seems to be very low energy, restless. Maven clears his throat and excuses himself to get back up to date on the recent events with Jean-Pierre, as for the management of the lounge itself. The broken glass on the inside has long since been cleaned up. And as the crowd has this strange energy about it, the recent transmission stops and a new one begins. You see Christ on the scry, apologizing tears in his eyes, and the crowd goes silent as they watch. And when it ends, 
All faces turned to the team, and they seemed to have a new understanding, a couple of them even wiping away tears of their own. The bar has a very odd atmosphere at this point, but people come up to you, and if you let them, they will shake your hands, congratulate you, buy you a drink. Artyom pushes through the crowd and goes to the roof. All right, you do so very easily. And as he goes, he yells, Jean-Pierre, onions, please, knife. You got it. Harthax is very uncomfortable with this amount of human interaction. Like, people don't interact with Harthax this much. Like, uh, yes, thank you. Uh, You're welcome. Yes. Arvid's going to try to uh, take his mind off of recent events, at least for a minute, and just uh, drink with people. Yeah. You see Maven come back out, having spoken with Jean-Pierre for a bit, and sending one of the uh, floor staff to run up to the roof with some onions and a knife. And uh, he says, I think we're going to close a little bit early tonight. Despite the fact that business is booming, I need a little time to repair the window and plan for our next quest. We've been getting requests since the moment the trial ended. I have a question. Yes. Would it behoove us? Obviously, Artyom would have to approve such a thing, but could we challenge the Warsong Eternal to a trial of seeking as a means of restoring fairness? Unfortunately, they did not make it to champion rank, and they are outside of your range for challenging. I see. Very well. Jean-Pierre did inform me that while harvesting some mushrooms from the Shrumbara for the menu, he noticed that one of your flowers was starting to wilt. I believe that the lunar rose that was uprooted by that young boy uh, is struggling in its new planting space. You may need to go to market and get some sort of herbalism or tincture. I know that's your specialty, but uh, it does need some attention. I see. I will go investigate. Thank you. And when you go back into the garden, you can see the eerie lunar rose in its new little pot that Zancam place it into, and it doesn't have the same luminescence it used to. It just seems to be kind of fading. The soil is completely soaked of all of its nutrients. Hmm. Well, uh, Lord Enoki. Hello, yes? <laughs> My rose here seems to be draining its soil of nutrients. Is, is that something that you can help with? Oh, uh... I can try, but I think what you're going to need is some, some kind of biomatter that we Shumbara can't produce. Yes, I I can go and get uh, some supplies to help it. I was just asking for a little extra uh, one-up from you. Once the act has been done, we can certainly keep an eye on her, make sure she's doing okay. Excellent. I would be most appreciative. It would be very sad if her singing ended at night. It lulls us to sleep. The rose can sing. <laughs> If you can listen to roses, yes. Sings beautifully. The songs of the stars and moon. Such magic. I will have to consider that. Thank you. Certainly. So those remaining in the bar are Chris, Arvid, and Maven, as well as Jean-Pierre working in the back. Um, Isaac and Christian have left early for the night, since they heard that you're closing the bar to repair things. Uh, one of the individuals who remains, though, Kind of got lost in the crowd, but you recognize them as Chester Burnham. He tips his cowboy hat to you as he approaches the group, seeming like he means to do business. He says, Way well, hey there, it's me, Chester Burnham, from Domain Farms. Now, I came here today because I was reconsidering my sponsorship of your team. There's just a certain sort of old-fashioned good boy style that we go for at Domain Farms that... I was on the fence about after watching your trial, but 
Chris Zagrand, I seen your apology. Brought a tear to this old cowboy's eye. I don't deserve cowboy tears. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I made a long trip to get here, and I thought it was going to end with bad news, ending our sponsorship. But with that much heartfelt sorrowfulness, I'm more than happy to give you another try. And since you've ascended to a new rank, I brought you some new samples. Brought each of you one of our supreme healing potions and one potion of Remove Curse. Very rare and expensive. Put it to good use. Not that I hope you get cursed, as it were. <laughs> I, uh, I'm at a loss for words. Thank you so much. Uh, he just gives the potions to Maven that for the members of the party that aren't here. Well, Mr. Burnham, good to see you. Ah, Herathax. Fine to see you indeed. How are you? Uh, I, I'm well. Um, tell me, does Domain Farms manufacture other kinds of potions besides simple healing potions? Our intent is to produce curative potions, whether it be a disease, a poison, elemental resistance, or curses. Okay. Uh, do you know someone who might have a, a potion that would let me uh, understand the speech of plants? Can't say that I would, but that sounds like a mighty handy thing for someone to have, especially if you're working in the field. All right. I'm 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 certain I'll find something. Well, good luck to you. And he saunters out of the bar with his hands tucked behind his belt buckle. And then we go up to the roof as the sun is slowly starting to set. Arvid will drunkenly stagger up to the roof after Artyom, now that he's got his liquid courage. Uh, when you walk out, you just see me sitting there with a little table a giant like 40 pound bag of onions and a knife. He's very deftly just chopping, mincing, throwing them into a pot. Chopping, Ar- mincing, <coughs> throw them into a pot. Archim. I look up. His eyes have no tears in them. We have to talk. I'm not sure we do. We do though. Chop, 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 <laughs> chop, 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 chop. chop. <laughs> okay, sorry. <clears throat> Um, Argium, you are very upset and we need to discuss it. We need to talk about what happened. I don't even understand actually why is it so bad because if somebody took my axe and they did something to it, I would be upset, but I don't think uh, like it's worth all of this. Tell me what's wrong. He just stares at you. He keeps chopping. What are you doing? There's more than enough onions already chopped. Edna, I'm waiting for something. Arvid looks around dramatically. I don't see anything. I'm waiting for the tears to come. Oh, buddy. Uh... It doesn't work. The first thing Jean-Pierre made me do is cut onions. Too many onions to the point where now the chemical that triggers it doesn't work and I'm expecting something to happen. I honestly expected something to happen. When I confronted Chris, when I yell at him, I expected to care. But I don't. Because I don't think I have the capacity to care about people who hurt me like this anymore. 
if you want to cry, think, okay, try this. Think, uh, think of somebody who cared for you, who you do care for. That sentence made no sense to me. Think of somebody, like your mother. <laughs> Arvid, you are clearly intoxicated. I don't think you are well equipped for this conversation. Shh, shh, shh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't use it. I'm sorry. Okay, no. Think of them and tell them how, how you're feeling, even though they're not here right now. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm trying to help you cry. I don't want to cry. I thought maybe I would. I thought maybe I would give a shit. That, 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 that another person that is close to me is choosing an easy, stupid, cruel path. Why do you think he's choosing it? I don't care why he's choosing it. No, why do you think he... Why do you think that's what he's doing? I don't care. It's not relevant to me. All I care about is whether or not the people on my team represent a certain level of moral rightness. If he can't even behave himself in the duel, why do I why do I give a shit? We can find another sorcerer. You don't develop loyalty by getting rid of someone the moment they upset you. I understand he's had some disagreements with you in the past, that you both have had some trouble getting. I don't need loyalty. Apparently we have money enough to pay for it. Please leave me alone. Harithax, you make your way to the evening market in the Five Guild Square to find some sort of herbalism or tincture to help you repair the eerie lunar rose. Most of the shops are closed. Some of the wagons and storefronts are beginning to bundle up and pack their goods away for the evening. Uh, But a voice calls to you from a dark corner of the square, and it seems to carry further than it should based on the foot traffic and people around. It just says, Drakkar! Drakkar! I, I turn to look. Uh, you see an open storefront to a fish market. And these are not your standard tuna, salmon, trout that you would find on a normal fishing boat. They have things like giant turtles and sharks and swordfish, large, menacing denizens of the sea, and an old hobgoblin woman uh, wearing gray robes and fine bronze jewelry seems to be tending to the market. Some of it is covered up with a tarp as though she was starting to close, but when you became in their proximity, she called out to you. Okay. I I walk over to the shop and I look at one of the sharks and Harithax is kind of looking into its dead black eyes and, and the camera kind of pans and you can see Harithax's eyes are very similar. And Harithax will kind of quietly say, I may not like the ocean much, but you should be careful harvesting these creatures. They're the apex predators. If you destroy them, you'll destroy your ecosystem. Every predator has another predator greater than it. And sometimes that is we. Would you not agree? The bigger fish, the smarter fish, wins the meat, the lifeblood. Hmm. True enough, I suppose. I can smell the hunger coming off of you. And I have something that you may need. Nay, I promised. I will turn to look, thinking about some of my recent decisions. Uh, Ah, I do have a hunger, but I've been told I should be careful what I eat. 
she has deep red eyes, which are not uncommon in some hobgoblins, but they seem to have veins running through them. And rather than the usual coloration of an iris, they resemble white vines growing through her pupils. Okay. This creature is a predator of predators. Something that lives at the bottom of the darkest pits of the ocean and feeds on whatever it comes across. She reaches back and grabs the tarp and pulls it down, and you see this massive black fish hanging there with a long hooked nose and sharp teeth. It's huge. It's bigger than you are. This is the umbral beluga, a predator of predators. It eats whatever it comes across and lives in the darkest pits of the ocean. Its meat is rare and sweet and sacred to many. Your hand begins undulating and grinding against your wrist bones in excitement. I look at this giant fish and I go, people ask me why I don't like the ocean. This sort of shit is why I don't like the ocean. <laughs> Perhaps now is your time to show dominance over such fear. I I look at it and I go, I, I'll, actually I'll, I'll look at her scathingly and I'll say, there is no dominance in defeating an opponent who is already dead. <laughs> but there is power in consuming the flesh of those who are strong and ancient. How much for the fish? I was told you would be here. And I know that this will change your path. This fish is 5,000 gold drac. And I promise you will not regret it. <laughs> I as a player blink a couple of times <laughs> um, that is more than I carry on my person but uh, I, well, assume if any of you have money in the bank and you're in Lucinella you have access to it so. okay alright a high price to some but if the reward is worth it one that I will pay you have chosen wisely. I look her in her eyes and I say, but no, if it is not, I'm willing to eat other things. <laughs> As you should. And uh, with great strength, she hefts this down from a hook. And while it's longer than you, um, it's probably about 60, 70 pounds. So you can carry it, but it's a massive armful. She can also offer you a cart or let you clean it here. And as you hold it in your hands, you can feel that despite this thing has probably been out of the water for a few hours, there's still a little life in it. No, I'll take it to, I'll take it back to the lounge. Okay. Probably with a cart. Mm -hmm. And it's starting to close. Most people are either in their apartments or homes or sleeping for the night. And uh, you return with the cart and the umbral beluga. And every once in a while, as you make your way down the block, it flicks its tail slightly. It's on its last life. You can feel the heartbeat fading. Um, how close am I to the lounge? We'll just say you got there. Okay. All right. I get back to the lounge and I'm rolling up outside kind of near my greenhouse and I look at the, the building and I go, well, back to the beginning, I suppose. And I'll gut the fish outside of our formerly fish market house. As you use your hunting blade to carve it open, the guts and the heart spill out and inside of it, there is a massive pale white clam, as white as ivory. Am I feeling drawn to the clam or the whale? 
While you are drawn to the clam, your hand begins to feed on the meat of the whale eagerly, consuming voraciously, filling more than you would have ever thought it could eat. And it begins to grow. The vines grow longer up your elbow, thicker, stronger. But you can't take your eyes off of this strange creature that the beluga consumed. I'll pick it up. It's heavy. Hmm. It eases its way open as you touch it, though. The mouth, the lips barely parting. Confused little creature. What are you? It slowly begins to creak open. A muscular tongue seems to lick at the outside, lasciviously. I'm tempted to go get Arvid be like, Arvid, can you talk to this thing? <laughs> uh, I'll, I just, I'll let it open. As you hold it, it unfolds in your hands, opening like some kind of ancient book full of secrets. Inside, resting on the muscled tongue, is a string of black pearls fashioned into a necklace. I will reach and take them. You meet no opposition. They're cold and they're damp, but you can feel a power inside of them. I... Would have been a hell of a way to lose your only good hand. Right, yeah, I was... <laughs> I, was, I, thought exactly. I, was I was waiting, I was like, should I use the other hand? Or, uh, it would have been lose. like the ultimate way for Law to be like, I'm just going to be a dick from here on out. Yeah. <laughs> no more hands. Yeah. You can feel the power emanating from the necklace. And while you study it, your other hand consumes flesh, skin, entrails, and bones of the entire beluga. Your hand now has the option... To be treated as a shield you are proficient with. Oh. Ooh, that's awesome. <laughs> that is pretty cool. It requires the same amount of time to grow and shrink as it would to dawn and doff a shield. Okay. It has no magical properties other than that. It's a simple shield. It maintains its other properties still though, right? Yeah. It still okay. functions as your hand, but it's as if you're holding a shield. Okay. Cool. Badass. And as you hold the pearls in your hand, you start to understand the power inside of them. The Pearls of the Black Trench are a wondrous, very rare item that requires attunement. This string of corrupt pearls was formed over hundreds of years in the darkest pits of the Maiden's Depth, imbued with might by the Leviathans of the Deep in service to the Firstborn, awaiting their time to once again rise to the surface and truly hunt. So each pearl contains a single spell, and you can use up to three of them per day, but no more than one for each pearl. They use the same caster level that you have, the same ability modifier for casting of spells, and they are regenerated at dawn. The spells they have are shield, ice knife, cloud of daggers, protection from poison, and erupting earth. Wow. Okay. Awesome. Harthax will um, just kind of wrap those around their good wrist um, and then sort of carry this clam off to the docks. Um, which I don't think is super far from our house because it's a fish market. And then I will just, uh, your gift to me or the pearls, my gift to you is continued life. And I'll just hurl it off into the bay. Nice. The next morning comes and Maven greets you in your apartment, seemingly excited because he has a job for you. You all awaken and gather at the table. He brings you coffee and croissant. <laughs> I realize you've just returned, but this is the perfect time to strike while the iron's hot and aim our PR in the right direction. He hands this to the team captain, one of the League official quest forms. Official notice of League quest. Rank, champion, the... Mm -hmm, I'd like mm -hmm. to take this moment to say thank you again for doing such a good job. However we won. The quest giver is uh, the Council of the Stone Lords. 
Apparently, this is in the Remitex. I've never been to Remitex. I uh, hope they don't. Ugh, I hope they don't mind me being there. Uh, Quarry Master, Broadbarrow. God, these names. A small dwarf mining colony has been wiped out under mysterious circumstances. Explore the quarry and the surrounding areas to eliminate the threat and learn what happened. The reward is 4,000 gold drags. Woo! And the discount on small purchases of precious trade gems. This is how you say this? Ugh, stop giving me things to read. Yes, it's the Island of Dwarves, Remitex. They have a job for you in trying to figure out what happened to one of their small colonies at a quarry. Above or below the ground. I'm certain both will be involved. Ugh, which means they might not have the greatest attitude about me. Maybe the, the quest giver, but I don't know about the rest of them. So, uh, we'll see how that goes. This would uh, require you return to Anmar. That would be the fastest way, because we can teleport there freely using the LUQ headquarters. And then you can take the Anmar Pass all the way to Remitex. Good. I like this. Since it involves missing dwarven lives, they are requesting some expediency in your decision. But they're happy to give you a day. If people have gone missing, I'd like to help. 4,000 drac is a good price for a champion ranked team. That should be what we expect from future quests. Also, if we wish to purchase any more diamonds or the like for temporary resurrection spells that could give us a discount blessedly nobody here has gone down well not completely it's good to have as an option though then we're all agreed hands in maven puts his hand over the table yes something to get us out of here oh jim just looks at him looks at his hand my job is to help with morale hands in oh here we go i put in my newly invigorated limb the hill is dead not that one oh, well, i used this one last time uh, chris puts his hand in too uh, it tingles three two one don't fuck it up <laughs> <laughs> that makes me so happy <laughs> so the mortal dawn sets outward to return to the city of steam and iron anmar the industrial heart of danmir where they will venture to the foreign lands of remitex the mountainous islands the dwarves call their home. This is a new chapter in the lives of our heroes. New truths await them down the road. The dangers of the past and future draw even closer. There is a new dawn on the horizon. Well, Quest fans, things are starting off in an exciting new light for the 16th season of the LUQ. New missions are coming in, teams are basking in or avoiding new levels of fame and recognition, and the audience can't look away. This Metro Quest is going to be like a necromancer after a long night in the tavern. Well, what does that mean? It means we're raising the bar. Ugh. And on that list of new quests, it looks like the MDs are on their way to Remitex, which will be their first foray into the lands of the dwarves. The dwarves get a bad reputation for being stubborn and cold, but let me tell you, they got life figured out. Live in nice, cool caves underground, work half the year, spend the other half drinking and fighting. Clock in with the pickaxe, clock out with the war axe. Drinking black beer on the company dime with hot springs in every district. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I tip my helm to those brilliant bearded bastards. The Stone Lords are the advising council under the Dwarven King and Queen on all affairs domestic and foreign. And having them choose your team for a league quest is quite the feather in the hat. And a good thing, too. The MDs are going to stand out like a bunch of middle fingers in a sea of thumbs. And that's not just a high joke. Needless to say, Remitex doesn't get a lot of tourism. And it's basically covered bearded bunions with huge settlements. All dwarves, all in one place, all working like a well-oiled machine. 
so having the backing of the Onyx Citadel may be the dawn's ticket in through the maintenance hatch, but that's no guarantee these folks are going to welcome a fistful of custom sprockets into their industry standard lives. And speaking of tickets, I think it's time for us to give our fans the first ever list of candidates for entry to the new Hall of Legends. Oh, thank the gods. I couldn't play it cool any longer. I'm sweating so much my shoes are like feet pot pies. Open it, open it, open it, open it, open it, open it. And the first nominee is... Farrigan Ashbound, Team Arcanist for the Blue Flame Ascending. Farrigan? That spooky old stack of flapjacks? Sure, she's a powerful warlock, but I'm pretty sure she brushes her teeth with a caterpillar on a stick. I didn't know Creepy was so in this year. <clears throat> the next is... Sir Miles Avendar, Team Captain for the Ivory Lions. Of course. Paladin of the God of Harassment lawsuits. Dang, I hate that guy. Fancy Pants probably uses scrolls of lesser restoration to wipe his And last but not least, from the Silver Penance, our very own Stormclad Thundertongue. Oh yeah, baby, you know Storm is on the list. <laughs> Congratulations, pal. There's no denying that the fans love you. I got this in the bag, Kip. I'm coming up against the poster boy for dental floss and land ownership and the queen of cobwebs and bone collecting. They might as well start looking for a marble slab for yours truly, one wide enough to capture my robust delts. Well, let's leave that up to the viewers. This calls for a celebration. You had that in the desk? Uh, you only found out about this today. Search your heart, Kip. I think you'll find you're not surprised. Well, folks, let's say goodnight on this positive note while Storm apparently dances on the desk <laughs> and we'll clean up some spilled wine. Join us again next week for more action and adventure right here on the League of Ultimate Questing. Well, what can I say but thank you all for listening to the League of Ultimate Questing. I you're take all... it or leave it. <laughs> <laughs> You have to. <laughs> Thank you for being here. I love you. Uh, you guys are the best. All the LU cuties who follow us every single week. We release new episodes every Monday. We haven't missed a single one yet. Every, every fucking, fucking Monday. Monday. All of the Mondays. Oh, every fucking Monday. Okay. <laughs> every fucking Monday. <laughs> if you haven't yet, please visit the LUQ.com and you can get links to all of our social media where we post a bunch of memes. We post a bunch of videos, advertisements, things like that. The funny, good kind of advertisements, that is. Yeah. And you can also get links to our Patreon where you can get access to rewards like maps, magic items we use in the game, character sheets and class builds from our unique characters. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to go around the table real quick and introduce those characters. Starting with Sam. I play Arvid Ulfmund, <laughs> Drew Barb. Uh, my name is Michael Loving. I play Harathax, the Dragonborn Warlock. Hi, I'm Alante. I play Chris Sagran, the Rejector of Cowboy Tears. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Zach Barkas. I play Artyom Volkov, the Cleric of Sunlight and Suffering. I'm also the Technical Director of Slapdash Studios. I also want to thank Wes Scott Co. for editing this, editing this episode. Wow, wow, Wes. Yeah, didn't plan no, no, that no. one. That was right from the gut. <laughs> but we already rejected Cowboy Tears. We can't... No. no movie summons the Cowboy Tears more than Wild Wild West. Wild Wild West. There I don't know. Go. Cowboys and aliens might have. <laughs> well, All right. my name's Law. I'm the dungeon master and the creative director of Slapdash Studios. Uh, if you are on the LUQ.com, as previously mentioned, you can also find the link to our Discord. We'd love to have you there. We'd love to talk with you. The LUQDs are always doing things like movie nights and chatting and sharing funny stories and drinking beef fizz. And, and kittens. And, and kittens. He's so many kittens. Fucking galore. kittens galore, man. Um, but you're all the best to us. If you like the League of Ultimate Questing and you want to see us keep growing, please, please share it with your friends, your enemies, your allies, your neighbors, their 
their auto mechanic, whoever. Uh, but really, we want to keep growing and questing together with you because this this really just completes us. This is one of the funnest projects I think any of us have ever worked on. Mm-hmm. And until next time, we wish you luck. Mm-hmm.